from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. On this episode of Newt's World, the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, IRGC, has around 90 drones for commercial, surveillance, tactical, and suicide missions. The IRGC not only shipped its suicide drones to Russia to be used against Ukraine, but also equipped its proxies, such as Lebanese Hezbollah, Yemeni Houthis, the Syrian army, and Iraqi Shia militia groups with all kinds of armed drones. The IRGC has also sold armed drones to Venezuela, Ethiopia, and soon Armenia to use in case of war again with the Republic of Azerbaijan. The Iranian drones look primitive and unsophisticated, but are still very lethal. A small and innovative drone made of wood and foam with a small engine carrying about 5 kilograms, that's 11 pounds, of explosives may seem unimportant and impractical at first glance, but effectively using such a simple and primitive drone can impose a high cost on the enemy. Iran has decided to enter a drone market focusing on more accurate, longer-range drones. The use of technologically capable Iranian drones as Iranians advance their drone technology with a more extended range and improved precision can be devastating to ground forces. All of this is detailed in the new book, Iranian Drones, A New Menace from the Ayatollah. So I'm really pleased to welcome my guest, the author Mehran Riazati. Mehran, welcome and thank you for joining me on Newt's World. Thank you for having me on your show. Tell us a little bit, Mehran, about your background. I am Iranian-American, been living in the United States for almost 42 years. I done my grad and undergrad in the United States at Claremont, been very interested in politics. That's why my undergrad and grad was in political science, political philosophy. And since 2020, right before Iraq, Iran-Iraq war, I started working, focusing on Iran. And during the U.S. invading 
Iraq. I was part of the mission. I was there for two years. Since then, I've been on and off working for different U.S. agencies on Iran. You have had very practical field experience as a Farsi linguist in Iraq. That must have been quite an experience. Yes, it was very interesting. See, one of the reasons I wrote this book, when I was in Iraq, I realized that our troops and a lot of our officials even don't know in the detail what's going on and so about the Iraqis and all of that. So then I thought about it, okay, that's going to also affect when it comes to Iran. That's why I started writing about uh, Iran. Were you surprised that despite all these years, going back, I guess, to the hostage crisis of 1979, how few people had really focused on Iran and really tried to develop an understanding of how the Iranian state works? People really think they know. They might know Iran, but they don't know Iranian Ayatollahs. How their brain operates. See, in the free world in the United States and Europe, we separate church from state. In Iran, actually, the mask dominating the policies of the state. So that's a difficult for our policymakers sometimes to understand how they operate. It seems to me that they have, despite our efforts to slow them down, they've actually built a fairly sophisticated military capability. Yes, you see, let's say last 12, 13 years, we've been dealing with how to contain the Iran nuclear program. Then the missile came. We tried to contain their missile. Then Iranian proxies. Now on top of that, now we got to deal with the Iranian drones. Let's go back to Iranian. Uh, when I'm thinking about the Iranian nuclear program, to be honest, it reminds me of uh, Arabian 1001 night. With Shahzad not to be killed, 1,000 nights told the story to the Clinton not to be killed. But Iran nuclear is almost seven years, or even more, They every day telling the new story. <laughs> so apparently Iranians are very good storytellers. They've also made a real investment in defense technologies. Yes, sir. In ways that we would not have expected. And one of the things I'm fascinated by is that they produce much lower cost systems than we do. Yes, sir. See, they're low cost. See, when they compare, I mean, $20,000 Shahid 133 with some of our cheapest one is cost around 7 or $8 million. Now, other countries thinking about to buy the drones from Iran, actually, the military advisor of the Supreme Leader, General Safavi, said 20 countries are waiting to buy a drone from us. So let's say Iranian drone compared with some people, they're comparing it with the Turkish TBT-2. The TBT-2 was used by the Republic of Azerbaijan last year in the war. Each of them cost $1.2 million, which compared to Iranian, which some people, they compare Gaza drone with one of Iranian drone with the TB2, which costs around $100,000, $200,000. So in this market, some country they don't have money, they go for the Iranian drones. I noticed that the head of Ukraine's defense intelligence said that Russia had ordered 1,700 Iranian drones. So far, yes, 17, the new one. The ordered old one is 6,000. And now Iran 
you know, having a building a factory, drone factory in Russia. I mean, this is sort of the world turned upside down. Yes, it is, sir. Have we seen them try to use the drones in the Persian Gulf? I believe so. Houthis use it in Aramco. I mean, all of the Iranian proxy. Another important point is that we are only focusing on Shahed 136. Iran has so many other suicide drones. I could say Karar, Mohajer, Ababil, so many other, which in future, when it comes to the pictures, suddenly people, oh, Iranian had this and that drone. So, yeah, yeah, we have seen, yeah, they've been using it. I think Iran used it against Kurdish in Iraqi court, and Iranian are widely using it, but they don't say anything. You don't see the news, and so how they're using it, yes. Doesn't that also make it a major threat for Israel? It is, sir. It is major. Actually, uh, arch enemy, uh, I mean, the Lebanese Hezbollah, they have Iranian drones. They've been using it. Israelis so far, I believe they shut down several of them, but still they are using it. So, of course, Iran, I mean, Israel, Lebanese Hezbollah is one of the biggest allies of Iran. And whatever Iran has, Lebanese Hezbollah has it too. Well, and I noticed, I mean, in terms of their effectiveness, I noticed that Ukrainian President Zelensky had said publicly that Iranian drones have damaged over 30% of Ukraine's energy sector. When you use enough of them, they are really very serious as a weapon. When you use five or six of them, each of them is $120,000 against a missile which costs $1 million. And they're pretty devastating. Like, I read that um, Shahid 136 got a pretty noisy. When he come at you, he really scared the hell out of you. So, yes, sir. So, one of the points you make is that the effort to develop a jamming strategy to block them, in fact, may not work both because there are too many sensitive sites, you don't have enough jammers, but also that they may actually be building the drones now so that the jamming doesn't affect them. Are the Iranians now that sophisticated? Yes. Sometimes I think when, you know, some systems are too sophisticated, they don't, don't see primitive stuff. So that's how Iranians using it. Yes, sir, you're absolutely correct. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. 
There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hi, this is Newt. In my new book, March the Majority, The Real Story of the Republican Revolution, I offer strategies and insights for everyday citizens and for seasoned politicians. It's both a guide for political success and for winning back the majority in 2024. March to the Majority outlines the 16-year campaign to write the contract with America, explains how we elected the first Republican House majority in 40 years, and how we worked with President Bill Clinton to pass major reforms, including four consecutive balanced budgets. March to the Majority tells the behind-the-scenes story of how we got it done. Go to gingrich360.com slash book and order your copy now. Order it today at gingrich360.com slash book. It fascinates me because in history you'll find periods where countries get so sophisticated and so expensive that they can't compete with other countries that are much simpler and much cheaper but as a result have mass because they can afford to buy a lot more of them. And I think the Iranians have worked towards that kind of mass approach. Frankly, if they get enough customers, they're going to have a very robust industry, and that industry is then going to be able to continue to improve their drones. Of course. I mean, see, in October, UN resolution is going to be left off the some Iranian sanctions, which Iran could sell drones and missiles. So Iranian waiting for that time. In October 18, 2023, the UN resolution will be left, and then Iran could sell missiles and some other weapons. So imagine then Iran could easily then, now they are selling it covertly. Then they're going to sell it overtly. Right. And you'll see places like Cuba, Venezuela, every place which is afraid of America will start talking to the Iranians, which will make the Iranians dramatically more powerful in terms of their diplomatic relations around the world. Absolutely correct, sir. It's been very clever of them to go to very simple designs and very low-cost designs. Yes, it is. Because, see, they don't have access to high technology. And they say the necessity is the mother of all invention. So that's why they start to build in this with whatever they have. Especially we put them on a sanction for the last, what, 40 years now? So, of course, if you read, they get some part of this drone, even from us. They buy it from third or fourth, the company from European, some other countries. They buy it. 
they assemble everything and whatever they can get it, they build it their own. I'm guessing that everywhere that they sell drones, they also send trainers. Of course they do. I mean, in Russia, they send trainers to Ukraine to show how the Shahid 136 works. So you begin to get Iranian trainers scattered all around the world, Iranian technology, cash flowing back to Iran. It strikes me that this is a very underreported and understudied phenomenon. Yes, sir. Correct, sir. You make the point in your book that Ethiopia, which has grown into a country of 115 million people, is now using Iranian drones. Yeah, Ethiopia, soon Serbia, and Bolivia. And there's a steady spread everywhere. Now, why were the Turks not able to match them in price? Because it's expensive, sir. Iranian, I mean, as I said, TB2, one of the good Turkish, it costs $1.1 or $2 million, $1.2 million. Compared to Iranian drone, $1 or $200,000. So which one you go for? Especially you're a poor country and you need a weapon. Who you go for? Well, especially if you're buying suicide drones, you're only going to use them one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So in a way, you'd like to be able to send waves of drones. And the scary part is that Iranian tried to have a artificial intelligence added to coordinate this drone, so it's going to be even more dangerous in coming years. Yeah. Well, already, I mean, I know we have technology where inside the vehicle itself, it can spot a tank, for example, and match it up by photo identity. Yes, sir. And then come down from the top, which is the weakest point of the tank. Yes. And that's part of what happened to the Russians is that the Ukrainians had a big enough drone supply that they were able to take on the Russian armor in a way that I think Russia was totally unprepared for. Part of it also, though, is that I think we tend to build things for very long distance use. Things like the Reaper can stay up for a very long time. Correct me if I'm wrong from your book, but it strikes me that the Iranians have focused much more on tactical weapons that can be used at a relatively short distance. Some of them, they could, you know, for 20 hours stay for surveillance. Some of them, 12 to 20 hours. And they're working on it. I'm not surprised in coming years we see much, much more sophisticated drones from them. But already what they have, they're devastating. I mean, I think Armenia are also trying to buy a, a drone from Iran in case, again, they have a war against the Republic of Azerbaijan, they're going to use it. Yeah, so so many countries these days, they're interested in Iranian drone, and unfortunately, so far we haven't done anything, especially, as I said, in October 18, 2023, when this weapon thing left, Iran could easily sell whatever they want. The Israelis have indicated that they think the Iranians have some 40,000 drones with a range of over 2,000 kilometers, so they could reach Israel. Easily. The Syrian army, they have a drone. I mean, Lebanon Hezbollah has a drone. A Jihad Islamic, Palestinian Jihad Islamic has Iranian drones. Hamas has drone. I don't think Iran need to bother himself to, you know, send a drone. They're going to, okay, Hezbollah, send a drone. I want to see what's going on. So that's why, you know, they say Lebanon um, Hezbollah has more than 100,000 missiles. God knows how many Iranian drones they have it now. And they say, see, this is how Iranian think. They say, okay, we have over 100,000 of missiles and drones. In case of war with U.S. or even NATO, we're going to shower them with these drones and missiles so they don't have the strength to 
encounter us. That's how they think about it. That's why they mass producing this stuff. Well, I mean, an aircraft carrier battle group would have a very difficult challenge if there were suddenly two or 3,000 drones coming. They'd run out of anti-aircraft ammunition. And another thing is that in old days, in 10, 15 days, we were worried about the Iranian boat, which was full of impact with the bomb and going towards to our battleship. Now, the pilot, you know, sit behind the drone and go and do whatever they want. And then he won't become, unfortunately, murder anymore. So they usually change. Are the Iranians likely to actively start a war or are they just building up their capability in case a war starts? No, they're not going to start a war. They're just defensive, offensive. Sometimes they come ticklish in us to see what we react, but they're not going to do anything. We saw that in Iraq. In 2020, we killed Qasem Soleimani. They didn't do much. They knew we are going to go at him with everything they got. So they trying us. They steadily, see, last 20 years, I told you, especially since the last 10 years on Iran nuclear program, they never done anything to really make us upset. So they go steadily to see or to achieve whatever they want. So And they were so far, they've been very successful. Why they, you know, go open war with us? You make a really interesting point that the very sanctions program we put on them may have driven them to develop low-cost, simple drones because that's what they could do. So in a funny way, we drove them to less expensive solutions and solutions they could manufacture at home. Absolutely correct, sir. It all started with Iran-Iraq war. We put them under embargo. They couldn't get the airplane parts and all of that. Iranian been working covertly or overtly on this drone for last 30 years since Iran-Iraq war. But never, they never mentioned anything until recently. From that standpoint, isn't there also a possibility that the current generation of drones are going to look very, very primitive in four or five years as artificial intelligence begins to be applied? It's possible, sir, especially when you want to use kamikaze drone and use artificial intelligence, so why not? You want to use cheap and inexpensive if the drone wants to be blown, so why using expensive equipment? From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. What should the U.S. be doing? In my view, U.S. should constantly monitor in Iran, but I don't think at this point we couldn't do much. What do we need to do to prepare to defend ourselves militarily? We need to more spend money on defense and figure out how we could shut down the Iranian drone in a more effective way. We haven't been able in Ukraine. So that's another thing. Future war is more likely with the drone. And I believe U.S., I'm sure that we are doing everything right now. And some people, they say, oh, Iranian drone are primitive, one more easy target for us. But it's not that way. It's not. For that easy target, we need to send a $1 million missile to destroy him for $20,000. That's cost and effect. Well, and if they shoot 60 or 70 or 100 of them, it's not one target. Yes, sir. I assume against a knowable target, an aircraft carrier or a military base, they would try to just flood it. Yes, sir. As I said, Iranian strategy is use whatever you're sending us, we send twice or five times more to destroy whatever you're sending. So that's how... They want to defend themselves. And recently, they are using an old tanker. They're converting it to the battleship for the drone and everything. I think that's smart. Yeah, well, I mean, drones take up a tiny amount of space. You can put a lot of them on a tanker. Yes. And it becomes the equivalent of an aircraft carrier on the cheap. Yes, it is. Which could then let them project power lots of places. Yes. I can't imagine if you took a say, an old used oil tanker, as big as those things are, they could probably carry three or 4,000 drones. Yes, easily. And Iran has a lot of them. Absolutely correct. Well, I was stunned when I was preparing for this. I know a moderate amount about drones, but your book is a remarkable addition to it. And when I ran across the quote you had from the Israelis, that they think Iran already has 40,000 drones, that is a real arsenal. Yes, sir. Yes, it is. When you developed this book with these beautiful color pictures and this remarkable, is all that stuff just open source? I mean, they just publish it? All being translated. Everything is original. Yes, sir. So in a sense, they're putting out a sales pitch. They have a picture of a pretty drone. Yes, sir. (laughs) And that's now in your book. (laughs) What is interesting about my book is that there are not many books which is comprehensive. You know, I got around 90 drones with their photos, their specification, all of that. And all been from original source. Some of them from Tasnim News, which is Tasnim News Agency is very close to IRGC. Some from Fars News Agency is very close to IRGC or Islamic Revolutionary Guard. So my book is everything you see is original. I translated, I worked on it, I got the pictures, everything, again, original. So in a way, say the American military or, for that matter, the Ukrainian or the British or French, 
Your new book, Iranian Drones, A New Menace from the Ayatollah, is really a workbook that virtually every officer trying to understand how the world is going to be reshaped ought to be looking at your book. Yes. Sir, you remember I wrote another book with Khomeini's Warriors. Yes. A lot of people tell me we use that book as our source book. I believe this book also is going to be used as a source book. Which I think is important. I mean, it's very important for the military leaders of the democracies to understand how many advances are being made by countries that we may be in the habit of underestimating. And we're still underestimating them, especially Iran is not our priority anymore. And I think from that standpoint, watching the war in Ukraine, realizing that the Russians are, in a sense, decaying, but the Iranians are now filling the vacuum. Of course. In Iraq, we pull out. Iranian fill up the vacuum. In Syria, Iranian filling up the vacuum. In Lebanon, Iranian have been there forever. In Yemen, they are doing whatever they can. In Myanmar, they are supporting the opposition in Junda. They send in a drone. And anywhere you point, anywhere they have a little bit sense of anti-Americanism, Iranian right there. They said it. Anywhere against American policy, we are there to help. When you think about, for example, the Saudi oil fields, which have been hit by the Houthis using Iranian drones. Yes. Weapons don't have to be ballistic missiles. Not at all. I mean, as I said, I mean, what, warhead of Shahid is 30 to 50 pounds. When 50 pounds of explosives coming at you, you have no chance of dodging it, sir. Well, and if you're in an oil field, you have every chance of having the oil wells torn apart. There must be, in that sense, almost a sense of a balance of terror with all the countries in the region, because they're all potentially so dangerous, and they could all blow up almost overnight. Correct. Yes, sir. Do you think that Ayatollah Khomeini was, in his mind, leading a worldwide movement in which we were the larger devil and Israel was the smaller devil? as the regime has been there now for a good while, do you think that they are more concerned about survival or more concerned about trying to find a way to break out and dominate the entire region? For what I have seen, the Ayatollah Khamenei, the new supreme leader, they always talking about enemy, enemy, enemy. I mean, even every, every speech you listen to him, enemy. America is a number one enemy. It seems that slowly they're trying to achieve their goal, which is dominating the region. They are not rushing to it. But I don't think they are averting from, you know, backing down, thinking about the Iranian people, their economy and all of that. They don't. For Iran sold around $42 billion of oil. What happened to it? What happened to that money? That $42 billion, they said it. I read it in New Iranian. We sold. God knows how much they smuggled or sold in other words. So when the country have that much money, and I call it crazy people, ideologue people, they could do a lot. And so forth. Could be being able to contain Iran? I don't think so. Yeah, it seems to me they've been gradually, steadily breaking out. Yeah. At a pace that we haven't felt compelled to respond to. Given the current administration, we probably couldn't respond to it. It's really astonishing. 
Naran, I really want to thank you for joining me, and I want to thank you for your continued effort to understand what's going on in Iran and to try to communicate it so Americans and everybody around the world who has to be concerned about it has a source that's reliable and real. I think your new book, Iranian Drones, A New Menace from the Ayatollah, is available on Amazon and bookstores everywhere. You are a fascinating guy and you have unique insights. And I think what you're doing is a real contribution to our survival. And I want to thank you for taking the time to be with me. Thank you very much, Mr. Speaker, having me on your show. Thank you again. Thank you to my guest, Mehran Rezati. You can get a link to buy his new book, Iranian Drones, A New Menace from the Ayatollah, on our show page at newtsworld.com. Newt's World is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Garnsey Sloan. Our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcasts and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. Right now, listeners of Newt's World can sign up for my three free weekly columns at Gingrich360.com slash newsletter. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.